back. Thank you so much for tuning in with Kicking It with Kelsey. I am so excited about today's episode, yes. as well as the other ones. I have an amazing young lady with me today. <laughs> um, but I am your host, Kelsey J, and I will let my um, guest for today introduce herself. Hey, everybody. I'm Paris. Uh, my name on Instagram is underscore truth been told, and I do have a business. My business page is Paris Royal Closet. No underscores, no parentheses, just Paris Royal Closet on Instagram. Okay, okay. So before we get started, I just want to catch up a little bit. We haven't spoken in a while. So what's been up? Girl, <laughs> what's been up with this business? Like, I, I know you started it. Was it hard? Like, you know. So the business, like when I first, first launched, it was amazing. Um, shout out to Jasmine AR Dolls on Instagram. She assisted me with like launching my business. She was my model, my classmate. So shout out to her. But when I first launched, it was amazing. My sales was amazing. Like, it was really, like, word of mouth. Mm -hmm. And um, that was something, like, amazing to me is that how your biggest support comes from people you don't know. Mm -hmm. And it was like, that's what kept me going. Like, that's what pushed me. And it was like, at first I was like, dang, like, my sisters, my brother, or my cousin. And then after a while, like, God just kept telling me, like, keep going. Like, I got you. So once I stopped focusing on the three people that wasn't shouting me out. Cause it, and it's, and it's so crazy. Cause it could be like 30 people mm-hmm. shouting you out saying you amazing, but the three people you want to get that from, they not it's doing not it. So coming, you just yeah. feel like everything that you did was in vain and you feel like it's not worth it. But once I start focusing on them, Summer 20, I didn't, I had no involvement with the unemployment. I had no involvement with the PUAs <laughs> and I wish I did, but I, I, I was just so blessed and fortunate that I had an income. I had more than I had my corporate job and then I had my business. So I was receiving income while everybody was trying to file. I was like, I'm smooth. So my (laughs) business. That's a blessing. You like the baby of all of us. So we always like, that's little sis. Yeah. But um, I always told you that anybody who I've ever like had a conversation about you with, it was always great. Like, oh, I love Paris. She's a girl's girl. You know, and that's beautiful. Yes. So um, I think, so today we were supposed to talk about like friendships and stuff like that. But like it just, it's whatever, whatever, wherever the conversation goes, like I wanted to just flow like that. But um, just touching on that, I remember it was something you said on social media about like, you know growing and like friendships and it really resonated with me um and I think this is something I was just talking to Lex about um you mm-hmm. know an episode like you know those solid friendships like some people be like oh well no new friends or I don't need nobody and it's like I'm not one of them people like mm-hmm. I desire to have those healthy you know that sisterhood and yes. those friends but mm-hmm. I've always had like really bad luck with friendships like I've had people that I've known my whole life, like, that I looked at as a sister, you know, betrayed me or, you know, and it was always hard for me to, you know, welcome the idea of having new friends. And that was something that you, like, had a whole fiasco of a day about. And it was like, dang, it really resonated with me. And it resonated with a lot of people. Like, I I give views and I really don't, like, watch who watch my stories. I don't, I don't care about that. Like, yeah. instant gratification, I give that to myself every day. Like, I speak over myself. I prophesied over myself. So, mm-hmm. social media is really what you want it to be. Do you want to grow a business from here or do you want to gossip on here? Or is this where you get your news? Whatever you want social media to be for you, that's what it's going to be for you. So, a lot of people do link from social media. I've met a lot of... um 
No, not really. Majority of my friends really came from like childhood, college. But I have met a few girls through social media Same. who I thought were like cool girls. And when you look at them, you look at them, you're like, oh my gosh, she looks so pretty. I think I would look nice hanging with her. I think we would be cute friends. And it's not really so more about the image, but it is because you don't want to just be hanging with anybody. True. Like, because it's some, it's always like that one friend where you got to spend a little extra love or, you know, <laughs> yeah. give a little extra attention to. But I like, I love ladies or women that are confident. I had friends who were so insecure that every room we stepped in, they pulling their shirt down or sitting yeah. with their arms folded. And I don't want friends who I have to constantly um, push and motivate. I want you yeah. to be self-motivated because the Bible says iron sharpen iron. So if I'm sharpening you, who's sharpening me? So that's something that um, I noticed like with the social media girls is that mm -hmm. they're more so about the image, but their hearts don't be right. So one thing 2020 was definitely 2020 vision. And I don't want no more cute friends. I don't want mm -hmm. no more friends that's, oh, you put on makeup because after you take your makeup off, you're really an ugly person. So mm -hmm. it's some girls that um, I was cool with that. And I never say never, but like I could never, ever like. And you know what? And I think so for me, I I, I completely agree. Um, but it's something about our spirits. And that's something that I sense from you, you know, mm -hmm. that from day one, you know, when you have a healing spirit or like that warm spirit, people will often, you know, gravitate to you. Yeah. And they may not always have good intentions or they're they'll pull so much from you like you're pouring out and you're pouring out and they're not pouring back into you and you end up feeling empty. And I really, like, when the, the scripture said, like, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, I believe that wholeheartedly because a lot of times you don't really even know what people be dealing with or battling internally. So when you have these, you know, interactions with people, it's not always them, but it's the spirit or whatever is operating That's inside right. of them. And you never know what that spirit has come into your life for. So our friendships are just as important as our relationships. You know, the people who are connected to us is equally important. And let's just talk about how ending female friendships feel just how you were in a relationship with your boyfriend. Like, um, over the summer, I lost a really, really good friend of mine. Like, that was my, to me, what I thought. That was my my girl. Like, to me, she was like my Kendra to my cash doll. Like, yeah, you I know, love I love cash <laughs> doll. So, that, to me, that was my girl. And um, we, you gonna, you're going to fall out with your friends. Like, this yeah. is a relationship. Like, nothing is going to be perfect, but... I learned that you grow with your friends. You learn to compromise. You learn to deal with certain things. And if your friends can't correct you without you being offended, without yes. you feeling some type of way, we we should not be friends because I should not only be your friend to tell you you're cute or you're doing good in life. I should be able to tell you you're wrong. I should be able to tell you your attitude was nasty. And the same for me because I'm not a perfect person. Like, I know my attitude messed up. Like, and I, I tell people that, but... I feel like it's a balance. That's where my niceness comes. But I'm still a human being at the end of the day. Like, and I'm only 27 years old. So I haven't even seen half of my life yet. So I'm still growing. I'm still learning. But so have you ever felt like you had a lack of like boundaries in your friendships? Like maybe like even with that situation, I don't know, you know, the mm -hmm. whole story, but do you think it was because like it was a part of you that she didn't respect or, you know, vice versa? I feel like moving forward, if you if y'all have any feelings with y'all friends, sometimes you do need to let it sit overnight to see if you tripping. Cause sometimes we do overreact. Sometimes it's like, you took it too far. Let, sit up, don't go to bed angry, but like rest about it. Then 
address it right then and there. Don't sweep anything under the rug because that'd be the problem. You, If you feel some type of way about somebody and you keep blowing it off, like, oh, I blow it off, I blow it off, eventually you're going to snap. So when the argument trans, transpired between me and my old friend, it was things she was bringing up that happened like in 2016 and now we're in 21. So I'm, I mean, we're in 20. So I was confused that if I hurt you that bad in 16 or if something I did to offend you, why didn't you leave me in 16? Why did you carry on a friendship with me? Then I thought about it and I said, hmm, that's not really why you mad at me. But I'm gonna let you have it because yeah. you can't expose why you really feel how you feel. But you got it. Like sometimes that's really what you just gotta say. Like you got it. Friendships are hard. They are. They are hard. <laughs> They're and they take work, just like relationships do. Like, and you have to understand that everybody has a different personality. Like for me. I'm an introvert. Yeah. You know, like I try to come out of it as much as I can because my purpose draws me to people and yeah. it draws people to me. But I'm the friend that like, I love you. I'm going to make sure you know that I love you, but yes. I cannot talk to you every day. You <laughs> cannot have FaceTime dates every day. Like I might go a couple days without, mm -hmm. you know, just needing that space. And mm -hmm. I don't hate you. You know, I don't mm -hmm. love you any less. But my friends, like the people who are close to me, they know like, okay, Kelsey had moments when, you know, she's either fasting or she can't hang out right now. She, she might not take a drink. And it's not like I'm switching up or anything, yeah. but that's a healthy boundary that I need in my friendships. And that's that's the part that takes work, like understanding people, you know, like understanding and making sure that you understand them and you're open enough to tell them that, you know, because some people it's like, oh, just go missing and that's just what it is. But it's like, no, I'll tell them like, no, I was just, I just needed a couple yes, days. You know me, yes. like, you know, I just needed a couple days, but that's important. It you know? is. And I feel like when you are really connected to the cross, like how you are, you know the Holy Spirit is pulling on you, telling you to get to yourself. Yeah. Like, you need to spend more time with me. Because we do get busy. We do get busy with life, with work, and we do want to balance. We we still young. We still in our 20s. Some of us are getting ready to go to our 30s. And that's fine. 20s mm -hmm. is, a, what, 30s is the new 20s. However, you still want to have a balance with life friendships and God yeah. but when God tell you to sit down and get you in his listen. space you have to you like listen. you you will pay for it later you I was like Kelsey get out you in my business like <laughs> why you in my business like he told me and literally I've been trying to I'd be like right, I'm about to book this flight something will happen and I have to cancel it so remember I told you like I was about to get ready to go out of town mm -hmm. and something happened and then you you made that status I was like let me try. I'm going to just try one more time. I just want to see. I'm like, God, I just want to see because why would she make this status after I just tried to book this flight and go out of town? Knowing I need to sit down, but I'm all like, I'm 27. I only got three more years I left. I think I know what you said. I think I said, I was like, um, the worst thing you can do is have fun in a season that requires focus. Yes. And, and speaking of that accountability, that's what just like that's what just dropped into my mind and saying that um, having friends who will hold you accountable, you know, and being, like you said, iron sharp is iron. Mm -hmm. So... That's something that I desire, too, in my friendships. Like, I feel like I'm always the person for everybody. So it's like, well, who going to help the helper? You know, who going to motivate the motivator? Who going to pour out to the person that's always constantly pouring? But I feel like I'm learning that that's just who I am for people. You know what I'm saying? And it's not always easy, but I have to understand where my help comes from so that I'm not, like, looking outward for that. Mm -hmm. But it is hard because I do feel like sometimes I need people to hold me accountable because I have to make a lot of decisions on my own, you know, or I need people in my life who are going to check me when I'm tripping or if they see that I'm not being myself, 
you know. And it's frustr it's frustrating when like all of your friends are not like into God like you. And it's yeah. not that you pushing them away because God hung with thugs, killers, gorillas. He hung with them all. <laughs> but it's 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 so frustrating when all of your friends are not like on one accord with you because just how I was like Kelsey, let's fast. Like I need friends that know like can drop their phone, can delete their app, and just consecrate for. We don't even got to do it for the whole day for just for three hours. Sis, what you need to, I need I need to break the stronghold off me. Like, them the type of friends I want around me. Like, all that going out, getting killed, we are past that stage. Like, I just be looking like, okay, sis, you going to throw another strip club party <laughs> again? Like, you not tired? Like, yeah. I want friends that know that it's more to life than what we see. But like, you don't have that, too. I feel like every you know, level that we reach requires something different from us and it requires different people to come into our life. Mm -hmm. So I no longer believe like um, if you're friends with somebody, it got to last a lifetime. I mean, I see a lot of people, I know a lot of people who still have their friends from elementary school, middle school. Oh, I'd be so jealous. I'm not right, me too. I'm, I'm like, so dang, I wish. But <laughs> it's like, I can't even see what my life would look like if I was still around the same people that I used to be around. Because we were on two totally different... And it's nothing towards them. Life. Nothing towards them. All, but it's but... like, it's okay to outgrow people. You know, it doesn't make you any less. It doesn't mean that they you know, had to be disloyal. Mm -hmm. it's, it's not a beef, you know, mm -hmm. but we grew apart and that's okay. And we, if we were able to let it go in a healthy manner, then that's what it is. It don't have to be no ill feelings. Don't have to be no, you know, like yeah. when I see you, I'm going to still, hey, probably right. reach in for a hug to not make it awkward. But everybody doesn't have that same, you know, mentality when it comes to that. And that's because people are, and I think this conversation can start like transitioning into that because mm -hmm. this all stems from your childhood. Like Absolutely. we're growing from what we learned. Yeah. So a lot of people don't know how to communicate because they never communicated in their home. A lot of people do not know how to show love and give love or receive love because they never got it from their home. Yeah. So um, I'll start with my story. Mm -hmm. I come from um, an adopted family. I'm adopted. So my, my mom was not able to take care of me, and she decided to give me to her auntie, which is my great aunt. Mm -hmm. And... I think my mom made the best decision for herself and me, even though like during the time everything was going on, I was just like, how it looked, it looked as if my mama didn't want me. Like a child, you're not with your mom. You're thinking this other lady is your mom and then you find out she's not your mom. Like that has a toll on your behavior, your mental as a kid. So for a long time, it was just me and this lady who I thought was my mom. And I'm like, this is my mom. So she told me she wasn't and it broke my heart because I was like, well, who was my mom? Like, where my mom? And then I saw my mom and I just thought like, I thought I saw Oprah. Like, I thought like when I seen her, literally, it was like rays of sun in the background to her. Like she was radiant to me. Like her, I just was so amazed. Like she was so beautiful to me. I was just like, this is my mama? Like that can't be my mama. Like she is pretty. She is gorgeous. And I was so happy to meet her, but the feeling was not mutual. And this, you found this out, you said, in 2020, right? No. Um, I found this out. I found out my aunt was not my mom, like, as a toddler. Like, I say okay. around six. Okay. Then I met my real mom, like, around nine. Like, when I was, like, nine years old, I found okay. out, like, who my real mom was. So that had to be tough. It was. It, it had was. to be tough. 
But I, I was just speaking, you know, telling this to Lex that it's just amazing that we don't look like what we've been through, mm-hmm. you know, and it's crazy. I just said, like, every new level of your life will bring new people, you know, new experiences into your life. And it's no mistake that I had experienced the same thing mm-hmm. as a kid and we crossed paths. I didn't mm-hmm. know why. At right, first. right. You know, we didn't know why. Right. We just was like, it's something about this girl, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's times like this that years later you end up finding that out. Mm-hmm. And we're all connected by our stories and the things that we've experienced. Um, my, my story was super similar. However, I always knew who my mom was. Mm-hmm. But I still went through foster care. I still, you know, was raised and adopted by my grandmother, who mm-hmm. was my mom's mom. So um, it's still the same, you know, in a way, like, I didn't have my mom. So you're absolutely right. It does affect the way I show up in this world. Mm-hmm. It does affect the way... Um, I am in friendship, you know, and me being mm-hmm. guarded, always being guarded and not really want to let people close to me or not fully trusting people because I always, um, you don't want to be hurt again. Yeah. I'd always consider attachment with detachment mm-hmm. or with somebody leaving. Yeah. So, um, it's just so beautiful to see you though. Like even despite all of that, you're still, <laughs> the way you show up, like mm-hmm. I said, nobody has ever had anything negative to say about you. The way you love on people. Don't make me cry. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like it's, it's just always so beautiful to see like. You have a choice. You know, you have a choice to wear your scars in a negative way. We could have been anywhere else. We could have been out in the streets, out of our minds. You know what I'm saying? But God kept us still, regardless of that. So um, even the fact that you're wise enough to see that, the things that you've experienced as a child um, shows up in your life now and knowing how to navigate through that. You know, And I thank God that even though what I wanted, he had something better for me. So I was over here like... God, I want, I want my mom like, yeah. cause I have siblings. I have, I have a lot of siblings. Like, I, I'm Me very, too. very private. Don't nobody know. Like, I have 15 brothers and sisters. Like, so that's why I know how to deal with people because all my life, that's all I yeah. dealt with was multiple personalities. Multiple personalities like, yeah. literally from boys and girls. So, um, my granny though, she the goat. Rest in peace, granny. And that lady, that's all she had was love in her heart. My granny spoke nothing like my granny always told me I was pretty she always told me I was like um she called me her chocolate bunny she always told me I looked like a bunny and my nose was little I was cute my (laughs) cheeks and my confidence like I don't care I I don't care if I had lashes on no lashes weave no weave like you can't tell nobody can nobody can tell me nothing about me that's why I'm able to pour into another girl because women we need that we need that we come from homes where our mothers called us out our name because they didn't, Kelsey, it's so deep because it really, it started from slavery. Let's start with the whoopings. Mm-hmm. Our parents didn't know how to talk because their parents, parents, parents got beaten. Yeah. So all they knew was to beat. They didn't know how to talk. And it, it it's just, it's just a cycle and generational curse of never ending trauma. Yeah. And I, and I was like, why does the black family and the black community always get trauma passed down, but we never get wealth passed down. We never get stocks passed down. We never get financial literacy passed down. We always get bull crap, bull crap, mess, mess, drama, drama. Because, like, I'm going to tell you exactly why. Because at some point, nobody stepped up and was like, I'm going to change what's happened. I'm going to be the difference. But this generation that God is bringing up right now, us, we're the ones that's stepping up like, mm mm-hmm. I don't care what my mama went through, what my grandma went through, what my grandma's grandma, I don't care what they went through. I, it's, it ends with me. I want Literally. it to be different now. 
as a parent, you know, as um, teaching my child about financial literacy and credit and wealth and, you know, building all of this, building this life so that she don't have to do experience the things that I've experienced. My mama didn't do that. My grandmother didn't do that. Her mother didn't do that. So that's why, because they've adopted this mentality in this way of life as normal. Yeah. Like this is all there is. There's no more. You know, like my grandparents are looking at me crazy. Like, what? You're not working a job. Mm-hmm. You're doing well. You work you a business. Like, mm-hmm. they don't know nothing about that. All they know is work, eat, pay your bills, wake up the next day, do it all mm-hmm. over again. And it's like, that's not how I want to live my life. That's not what I want to show my child that all that's all there is. And I honestly feel bad for our like grandparents in a way because they didn't have all of the resources that we have now. They have yeah. none of what we have now, but it it really breaks my heart that we have all of this free game, all of this free knowledge, and we take total, we just take it for granted. We take it yeah. a, for granted advantage. I've noticed that once I started reading more, how words was just being added into my vocabulary bank. Like, I'm saying big words, and I'm just like, huh? <laughs> but it's subconsciously in my yeah. mind, and I, you know I mean? It just... Those seeds are planted. It all it takes is one person. Martin Luther King was one person, Rosa Parks was one person, Kelsey, yeah. you one person, Paris, I'm one person. Like, I really want to heal this world. Like, yeah. I really want to see people get saved. Like, I definitely know that hell is real. Like, yeah. hell is real. Heaven is real. This world is wicked. The the things people wrestle with is wicked. Like, I call out spirits. I'm like, Delilah, go. Warlock, yeah. go. Jezebel, go. Because you have to call them out. You do. You have yeah. to call them out. So, when people... Get attitudes at me. I don't take it personal because that's your soul tie you fighting. You you probably fighting uh Miss Apple over here. You fighting Miss Apple. You fighting Miss <laughs> Banana. Your mama went through something that your like your ancestry okay. the whole line. So do you? So is that something that you like? You were you raised in church or like did mm-hmm. you find God on your own? Same. My granny, my granddad, and same. and that's what the Bible said. They said train up a child in the way that they should go, yeah. and when they get older, they will not depart. And see, from I think it. about that all the time too. Like. It's been hard, you know, navigating, not having either parent. You know, like, I didn't have my mom or my daddy. Mm-hmm. And contrary to, you know, what my healing feels like and, you know, I'm operating as this whole being now, I still need my mama. Yes. You know, I still always wanted okay. my mama. Yes. But I think about it, I'm like, what if what if she was in my life this whole time? My life would be completely different. My mama wasn't in church. Mm-hmm. She don't really believe in God like that, even though her father was a pastor her mm-hmm. whole life. You know, they decided to take their own routes. So I think about it like regardless of how much it hurt and how much the absent affected me, it was still divine order because I've, I've had those things placed inside of me. You know, I had that upbringing of, you know, um, going to church and, just having different morals. Like, I don't know who I would have turned out as, mm-hmm. as if my mom had raised me, you know? So I think about that all the time. And that is true. And this is definitely no shade to my family because it is, like, this is really, like, real stuff. And my siblings know this. Like, my mom, she has, you know, four children, four different, you know, yeah. fathers for her children. And then my sister, she has three children three different fathers for her children. It's no shade. It is what it is. Like, it's it's nothing to be ashamed about. It's no shade to them because I love my family. They can't help how they were taught. Mm -hmm. But you take the information that you have and what the information that you have, what you do with it, that's where it's like, okay, now you... you want to be like that too or you don't. And that's what it was for me. I'm like, I don't want to 
be like my mom. You know, I don't want to be the type of parent that my mom was. I don't want my baby to ever have to be 10 years down the line going to therapy trying to figure out why, you know, she's depressed and she's dealing with anxiety or depression and um, self-esteem issues. Like all of these things that I had to go through because I've lacked certain, you know, things in my life that I needed from both my mom and my dad. I don't want my child to ever have to be somewhere trying to pick up the pieces on her own. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So we don't think, you know, they our parents don't think about that. But, I mean, it's, it comes, it's like, it, it, it took a lot of, I'm not going to lie, and I'm a huge advocate for therapy. Yes. It took a lot of therapy yes. and unpacking all of that. Because I'm like, you know, mom was never in my life. It don't really bother me. You know, like, that was my mentality mm-hmm. all through high school. Like, I didn't know why I was an angry mm-hmm. kid. I didn't know why, you know, I, I just couldn't make sense of it. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm good, you know. Mm-hmm. It don't bother me, but mm-hmm. it really was yes. bothering me deeply. So I think it's just something that... um we need that that needs to be talked about, you know, and I commend you and I respect you so yes, much for being same. brave enough to, you know, tell your story. And that's a huge reason why I started this podcast, because I wanted to create um, a safe space and a platform for people to, you know, tell their story or talk in their yeah. truth where otherwise they wouldn't have a place to. And you Kelsey, know? you are like really just so amazing. Like one thing. I do like when I when I first first ever came uh, across your path was when we were um, mentoring at the girls' home on Warren. Yeah, I was like, um, okay, she nice, and you always used to bring your daughter up there. I'm like, she always got. I thought that was like maybe your cousin. I didn't know that was your daughter because you <laughs> Cause look like a teenager young. yourself. Like I'm like, you look like a teenager yourself. So I'm like, okay, then you would speak. I was like, okay, then I, I start following you on social media. You wasn't following me back. But I used to see y'all posts. I was like, okay, I like this girl. Like, I like the post she make. And then you start telling your story. I was like, God, stop playing with me. Like, because I never, all my friends, they had they, they moms and their parents. Like, and, and this is the thing. I had my dad, but my dad um, fought in Desert Storm. So he had, what is that, P- PTSD? Yes, like, Sergeant General Hopper. Like, <laughs> so... <laughs> Even though I had my dad, it wasn't like, my dad wasn't a bad dad, but he was real militant. So like, yeah. I'm traumatized from yelling. So you cannot yell at me because I would instantly was, cry. Like that aggression and stuff yes, like that. Yes, like, yeah. so everybody, <laughs> <laughs> all of my friends call me a crybaby. But now that I'm older, I understand like, if you start yelling at me, why I would instantly yeah. cry? Because that's my trigger, like from yeah. my childhood. But like, that's something that I'm healing from. From But back from back to you. When um you start sharing your story, I was like, God, you gotta be playing. Cause I never knew any like you know females that have issues with their moms and they they live under the same roof and that's normal, like mom and daughter relationships. Yeah. But like the feeling that we have with our parents, like what we know about our like moms. Neglect and abandonment is different. That is a totally like and you don't understand like how that makes a, a girl feel to really figure out this world on your own. Like granny, my granny. I call her Granny. She's really my great aunt. R- granny, she raised me, but she got me at a at when she retired. So she was still yeah. living life. Like when I got to an age where I knew how to take care of myself, mm-hmm. she was like, "Bye, bye, baby. I'll see you later. Food in the refrigerator. Keep the door locked. Don't answer the door for nobody." Like if I could recall, my Granny, I think she started leaving me by myself at like seven years old. Like, mm-hmm. but. I don't fault her for that because she had to raise me. She had raised her kids. Her kids was grown. But Same. she did God's, she did God a favor. 
and God blessed her to the end of time. So she ended up having to take care of me and then tables reversed and I ended up having to take care of her. So everything is purposeful. And I'm, I'm so honored that I got to meet you and I'm just, and I'm thankful that I didn't rush. Like I didn't, a lot of people attract themselves to you because they want what you have. Some people don't even want to be with your friend. They just want what you got. And I know that we are the same person because our birthdays are literally like five mm-hmm. days apart. Like forget Zodiac times. Like let's talk about it. Our birthdays are literally five days apart. And I, I'm like, she a type of person like she got to see who coming in her space because people have used you. People have abused you. People have did you wrong. And you sick of that. Like who want to keep feeling that feeling where you giving out more than you receiving back? And I just thank you for even feeling comfortable enough to invite me in your space because I do honor your space. Like, you are an honorable person. Like, people mention you, and they be like, you know that Kelsey girl? You know that Kelsey? I'm like, yes. I, I'd be so happy to be like, yep, that's my friend. Yep, I know her. Yep, yep, yep. Girl, I'm not to play with you <laughs> So I want to thank you for just being an example for the youth, for the young mm-hmm. girls, because we are watching you. Like, we do see you. Like, your story was important. Like, and don't nobody even like the information I sent you. My friends don't even know that. Yeah. My friends don't even know that. That's why I was like, and I'm oh. honored. I'm honored to be in a space, you know. Yeah. And like I said, that's why my platform. I've always used it to try to be as transparent as I can. It's not easy to just go in front of the world and you know spill your guts, <laughs> so to say. Because like, everybody is so judgmental now, and it's are. like somebody will take this story and they will flip it. And they be like, oh well, da 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 da. But now, like, that's why I laugh all the time because I laugh at my pain. Like, yeah. that's where I found my purpose. Because it made you who you were, mm-hmm. you know? And it, definitely the same. Purpose is everything. And if I can use my platform to be transparent, you know, and be open and share my story, my hope is that it'll trigger something in somebody else and be like, dang, well, if she can do it, I can do it too. Because that's where the healing happens. Yes. It happens when you get to a place where... um you feel that resilience and you're ready to share and to pour that out and not just keep all that stuff in you. You know, like that stuff got to come up it and it got to come out it in does. order for you to be whole. But that's if you want free. it. That's yeah. if they want it. A lot of people don't want it. When a lot a lot of people profess like, when they laugh, they be like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm Ed. Because I'm not saying it. They be like, oh, I'm Ed. I'm like, stop saying that. Stop saying that. Like your mouth really is powerful. Like, if people really understood the power of the tongue, they would be careful. Absolutely, yeah. Now, I know I, I speak on her a lot, but I am going to speak on her. Cash Dog, she definitely know the power of her tongue. She named her dogs Mucho and De Niro. In Spanish, that means well, mu- much money, more money. Mm-hmm. She knew what she was doing when she named her dogs. Now she got a new dog. She done named her dog Platinum. She's going to get a Platinum album. Like, yeah. And I don't know. What time she spent with God, she don't really, like, you know, put it on the internet, but she know what the universe, God, Jesus Christ, she know what she's going to get back if she put it out. So when people, like, it's all right to joke. God God is a funny guy. He humorous. He funny. That's why my God, I know you you funny because you ain't make me this funny and you can't be funny. Like, you ain't make me like this and you're not funny. (laughs) But I say all that to say... um, I really appreciate this space. I thank you for all my nerves went away. I just thank you. Like, and it's organic. Like the, yeah. the conversation is definitely organic. And I, I definitely appreciate this space. And I really help. I really hope that it helps somebody. Like it will. I know it will. Because every time, like, I'm trying to tell you the fact that you have come, it was because I told my story, you know, and I, I stepped up, you know, and I was scared as heck, of course. I remember my first time having to 
tell any of that for the first time yeah. in front of anybody, I was like ugly crying. So mm-hmm. you just did good. You did way better than I did. Because but I told there, it so there's much. There's people who mm-hmm. are watching you too. You know, yeah. so when they see that you were brave enough to do it, you don't even know how much you about to shake the room, you know, to those other little girls <laughs> to, to do the same. And that's what it's about. It's mm-hmm. about telling your story. It's about, you know, being transparent and having those spaces where you can speak freely and you're going to, that seed is going to be planted somewhere. And I am, but I'm more so like private with it, like. When I'm real comfortable, like, me and you have been knowing each other for, like, some years now. Like, look, now. Like, and I did not know. I'm like, what? We've been knowing each other for some years. Like, but I definitely feel that you definitely have to tiptoe with friendships now. Yeah. So, just in case you can peek. Like, when you tiptoe, you can peek in. You be like, all right, let me. Because if you just coming in, walking, stumping, yeah. sometimes you might start sinking. You on quicksand. Like, because you, now you stuck. Now you trying to climb out of something. Like, So, do you think so... Because I know it was a healing process. It took me years to unpack all of this. Like, do you think, like, what what, what were some of your coping skills? Like, or what was, was it therapy? Like, did you go to therapy to, like, kind of, you know? It's actually funny. Like, um, Kaya Riley, her, she do makeup. Uh, I love Kaya. Kaya was my roommate. <laughs> That's my soul sister. <laughs> yes. Kaya was my roommate in college. And um, Kaya was one of the, um, we both got like saved together. Like when mm. we first went to college, we got saved. We gave our life to God. We was like, we gonna live right for God. That girl was super annoying. Yeah, we was like, we gonna live right for God. We gonna do what's right for God and we gonna be good. So she was like one of the people who um, actually like made me like call my mom and like tell her I forgive her. Mm-hmm. And I never told her thank you, but if she, I know she gonna listen to this, I wanna tell you thank you, Kaya, because. Even though you were young, she's younger than me, like, she helped me. Like, she even helped me, like, with applying for school. Like, you know, getting into the dorm rooms and stuff like that. But, like, when we gave our life to God, we was like, we going to school. We going to start different. We want, you know, we going to be the change that we want to see for our city. And I remember I was in a room one day, and she wasn't even there. But she was, like, coming in from, like, class. And I was sitting in the corner, and I was just crying. And I was on the phone with my mama, and I was just like, mama, I forgive you, like. I don't even matter if I if I hurt you, forgive me. You hurt me, I forgive you. Like, and Kaya just bust out crying because she knew, like, yeah. she knew, she know, she just knew. Yeah. And so, uh, thank you, Kaya. Kaya is definitely anointed. Yes. Um, that girl, listen, <laughs> not she just can her shake hands. Her, no, not just her hands. Like, we didn't pray together before. Yes. Okay, so I know. Mm-hmm. Like, Kaya didn't call me and pray for me. Like, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Yeah, she's one of them people. Mm-hmm. And like I said, our journeys just, you know, send us in so many different directions and it brings so many different people across our paths. And I don't take those, you know, those encounters lightly ever mm-hmm. because I feel like that's God showing him us. I mean, showing us him, mm-hmm. you know, in different ways and through different people. So I never like sometimes we forget things that people said to us, but we never forget the way, you know, people mm-hmm. make us feel. Mm-hmm. So um, I try to be that. I try to be the same way. I try to pour out as much as I can so that um, I can leave a part of myself with people and a part of God, because I know that it's, it's him that's working through me. I don't want to get up every day and be a motivator. Like, that's a lot of work. It is. You know and I'm it's saying? very draining. It's very draining. It was draining being a, men- a mentor. Mm-hmm. You know, like I was. Shout out to the mentors. Courtney Smith, thank you so much. Detroit yes. Phoenix she, Center. She's paving the way for the city <laughs> and, and homelessness. You yes. Know? Um, but see, my my thing was foster kids. 
you know, because I had been through the foster care system. But what I thought, me going through, I thought that was big. Yeah. And I thought that was hard. But what these kids are going through right now and what I had to experience these last, what, I think this year, 2021, would be my fifth year of starting my nonprofit. Um, And just some of the things I've had to help them endure through. It was like, I didn't go through half of that. At that age. Yes. So... And that's why me and my friend was just talking about how the kids, like this generation coming up is so sensitive. Like kids mm-hmm. are committing suicide at 11, 12, very, very young. And it's like- So young. It, it's like back in my day, we just, you crack a joke back. Some You gotta you yeah. just gotta be, have tough skin. Like now you can't say too many words to the kids and it's sad because parents now, instead of them spending time with their kids, they rather just give them an iPad and be like, yeah. here- here you go. Like, you know, just to get them out the way because we're all trying to feed our flesh instead of our soul. Like, we're all trying to look like this and be like this and feel like this. But all of that it's stuff a lot is of temporary. You know, it I is. Feel like it is. Society and social media, it's, it's, it pre- it's pressuring, you know, and it's a lot of pressure on us as women, as kids. You know, they want to be so young and they think they're supposed to have their whole life figured out. That's a lot of pressure, you know, like... And we then the girls that like make that. it look so easy, like it's these not, girls are instantly coming out 21. They think, hey, you know what? I'm just going to get with a rapper, get pregnant, and I'm going to live yeah. this life. And honey, get it your own not. bag, sis. Get your own bag. <laughs> but this is definitely hard, you know, with our society and how we supposed to look. You know, it's like a it's a certain way we're supposed to look, what we supposed to be doing, you know, and it's like, no, like be, you can be yourself, you know, and it's power in that. So that's something I always try to pour into my teens and to my babies. Like, no, you're beautiful just the way you are. You don't have to have a big butt. Or you don't have your body don't got to be shaped a certain way. You okay. don't got to be dripped in designer. You work hard for the things that you want in life. But none of this stuff is just given to any of us. Like that's mm-hmm. something you have to understand. So I will always talk to them about that. But my main thing was like, Loving yourself. Yes. You know, and what's nothing inside wrong. of you. It's nothing wrong. If, if sis, if you want to get the BBL, it's nothing wrong with it. You do what's happening. Absolutely. Ha- what's but you do it for yourself. You, you do don't it. do it because you want other people to validate that part, who you are. Because I had a friend who uh, went and got it done. And it was like years ago she went and got this done. And she was so like... You know, she was feeling herself, and I was a little heavy. I, you know, our, my weight fluctuates, so I was heavy. You look around. good, girl. Thank you. <laughs> and my weight, you know, my weight was up, and she was confused when the guy that she used to talk to was trying to talk to me. She thought because she had the snatched waist and the <laughs> Gucci belts and the, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm over here with my fashion over pants and my Forever Twenty One cami, and he liked what he see, and that's the thing. <laughs> Tell them not what you said. And that's the thing, like, really be your, the the, yeah. the point behind the story is be yourself. Like, because yeah. guys don't, guys really look for a woman like they mama. So They do. And because it's cute, you know, like, they'll when they in that phase, when they want to, you know, test the waters, they're going to deal with different girls or whatever yeah. because of the way they look. They're going to do it. But at the end of the day, wifey, like, wife, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> they know what they're looking for. And so that's what I tell, you know, I tell my friends that I tell the girls the same thing. Like, just be yourself. Somebody mm-hmm. going to feel it. Mm-hmm. Somebody going to love you in all your flaws, period. So 
That's important to know, to know yourself and to be in tune with yourself and to love yourself regardless. Like, And, and that takes digging deep and getting to know who you are because that's something that when I moved to Houston, I thought I knew who I was. Yeah. Mm-mm. All yeah. of that changed. Like my whole identity definitely has changed. I am not the same person. No not more. at all. And I feel like, in a way, like because of what I feel like my purpose was and what I was destined to do, that I had to look a certain type of way. Or I had to move a certain type of way. When really it was like, no, like God told me, like I gifted you, mm-hmm. like not your personality or you know the way that you dress and the way that you carry yourself. Like be who you are. I know that I'm a great person. So I had to like get out of the idea that I had to measure up to what everybody else seen me as. Like this pedestal that they put me up on, take take me down. Okay. Take me down. Right I don't I, like I, it's so <laughs> many parts of me I feel like I was hiding mm-hmm. because I had to look and be a certain type of way to to let God use me. When really mm-hmm. no, like it was in some of them darkest spaces. It was in them trips to the strip clubs yes. that I was still ministering to people. And that's you the crazy thing. So, Kelsey, I'm so glad you brought that up because people people let me tell y'all something. I'm a multi-purpose friend, okay? I'm the friend that you can go here with and you can mm-hmm. go to church with. Like Absolutely. we can go see Jill Scott we can go see Kirk Franklin and we can go see Sada Baby. Like, I'm that friend. And, and have a good time. Yeah, like, a time. Yeah. I'm, I'm the same friend. way. I mean, it's not like now, like I still desire to do those yeah. things. I'm older now. And but... that's the the crazy part is, and if I can be honest, I do. Like, I do. Yeah, no, and I, I, I did it a lot when I was young. I did it and a I lot. And I did too, but, and I think it has something to do with like, like I said, my daddy was in my life. So like, mm-hmm. I do love my daddy. Like despite, like my daddy was, he got 13 <laughs> kids. So he was definitely that one. So like, I am used to like a certain lifestyle, but I'd be like, Lord, that scratch that I want to itch. Like, you know, just please take it away because I don't want something temporary turning permanent. Like yeah. just because I want it, that don't mean I need it. So Show me why I don't need it because I really, really want it and I know what I can get from it. (laughs) But I know I don't need it. No, it's okay. I mean, I feel like all these phases that we go through and like wanting to do those type of things, it's okay. Don't fight it. You know what I'm saying? Because it's going to let you, it's going to show you what you do like and what you don't like. Mm -hmm. You know, like. But then when you do go, you'll be like, why did I come here? Well, it ain't even all that. It's too loud. I'm falling asleep by 1030 anyways. Like. No, be true to yourself, you know. But sometimes I will. I like to go out to a bar, yes. get cute, have some drinks. It is to some nothing music. wrong with it. It's nothing, it's wrong, nothing with that. wrong with it. So I feel like that's something that society they feel like somebody who is influential, you know, has to look a certain type of way, or somebody who is spiritual has to look some type of way. That's why I told you a long time ago, like, do not be real careful about what you see on social media and thinking that because I know people who look like everything is perfect. But they ugly on the inside. Mm. And what's going on behind closed doors, it'll make you sick to your stomach. No. You know what I'm saying? So I like you just never know (laughs) what people have going on. So don't aspire to be like nobody. You know, get your motivation from different places. But Mm -hmm. be an inspiration yourself. You know, like, cause nobody can teach you what you can already find within yourself. We have all the wisdom. You know, one thing a person can never tell me is about me. Like I, uh, one thing I've noticed over these years is that people try to put people try to put their insecurities on you. Oh yeah, projecting. Like, like I'm a psych major, so you know I be knowing 
Psychology, I just be like, oh, and you're I doing to, this because this happened mm-hmm. to you. So that's really what you're dealing with, but I ain't going to let you project that on me. And I went to school for communication. You know, it all kind of like ties yeah. it because they, they kind of like tap and touch on like, you know, the mind and all the other stuff. So I would start hearing things like my homegirls would say, and I'd be like, oh, them your insecurities, and you're trying to put them on me. That's what you want to do. <laughs> and I... And, one thing that I do when I'm around people with my spirit start shifting, I'll be praying in my head while they talking to me. I'll be like, and if they say something like out of the way, like, you know, everybody pick up new terms when they be like, oh, girl, go to hell. I'll be like, I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. You can pull that <laughs> in the pits of hell where it belongs. Like, because I ain't going to hell. I'm going to hell. <laughs> yeah. You, got, you definitely got to be careful. Definitely. And, I mean, I just feel like I just try to be a light, you know, regardless. Regardless of what circumstances I'm in. Um, what room I walk into, I always try to radiate, you know, my spirituality so people can know like, all right, I might be doing this or I might be, you know, having fun and being myself, but you got to know that I love God, you know, and I know that my spirituality above any other part of who I am, that's what's going to shine the most. Like that, like if if I can leave something with somebody, I want it to be that. Sometimes your friends, they may be the only Bible that you see. Like, you may be the only Bible that they ever open up. Like, they're literally reading the Bible through you. Like, I literally had people that never even love God, never mention God, be like, I love God because of you. And I feel like I owe that to God because when I was in high school, I was was young and tired. I was like 42, Doug. I'm young and tired. (laughs) Same. And I feel like I dragged a lot of people out of his will, and now I feel like I owe it to God to give it back. Like, I owe him my life to be an example to to certain people. Like, that's why I can't post certain things. That's why yeah. I tell my friends, like, don't put me on that. And they think, like, I'm trying to be bougie or I think I'm all that. And it's like, it's lit. Like, it's it, it's so many DMs that I get, so many nice compliments, so many things where people are like, you help me with this. And I'll be like, well, God, I saw it. Yeah. I don't need no praise from nobody because the same people that give you flowers, they will pick the petals off the stem and they'll Girl, toss your flowers away. Okay. And... <laughs> I, that's why I don't get big-headed off compliments. I literally yeah. had a friend. I had a lady who swore she knew God, and, that, and that's why you got to be careful because there are false prophets out here. Absolutely. A lady who said she knew God, she used to pray with me, fast with me, speak in tongues with me, turned around and said some, you know, some some out-the-way things, and I was just like, that is not a woman of God. And she, yeah. she wanted to argue with me. I gave her the opportunity to address something in 2020, she didn't want to talk about it in 20. She wanted to bring it in 21. And because I refused to talk about it, she got upset. Yeah. I'm learning that silence is really golden. Saying nothing but is you saying can't get, much. Like, yeah, you got to choose your battles. I'm that the part. same way. Like, one thing about me, I'm not arguing with nobody. You right. You right. Because I try to live at peace. <laughs> yeah. I try to live at peace, you know, with everybody and with everything. Like... I don't want to have to go to sleep feeling animosity. I got enough social anxiety because I'm going to be replaying the conversation in my head anyway. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, Mm-mm, like it's not, <laughs> it's not that deep. <laughs> it is not that deep. Have you ever it's like practiced an argument? Like if I talk to this person, this is how I'm going to say <laughs> no, Or after the conversation is over, I'm like, dang, I should have said this. Man. Like, that argument didn't go. I don't feel like I won that argument. So that's why I try not to. Like, because it's not about it's still a, it's a it's a transfer of energy. And everything has a has energy. I believe that, like social media, a scroll and all. Cause day. you feel, you literally like when you see something, you really feel your vibrations going down. Yeah, you can feel like it. when I start yelling, if it's something negative, like yeah. my breath start getting shorter, and I just start literally feel myself like crunching up. Like 
Yeah. Okay, let me stop. Like, this is not serving me purpose. Yeah, no. Like, I'm definitely the same way. Like, if it's not... I'm not arguing with nobody. I'm not arguing with my man. I'm not arguing with my friends. Like, we're going to have to figure out a way to better communicate. I would definitely hang up on you. I got yelled at a lot when I was a kid. I don't want to be yelled at. Don't yell yeah. at me. Don't raise your voice at me. Yeah. Like, you got to be careful what you say to me, period, all the way around. Like, because I know that I can be triggered. And that's the, that's what therapy has helped me learn. Like, but if people see you, like, oh, she's so sweet. And that's the thing. Like, y'all, let me tell y'all something. Y'all be, y'all see me. Y'all, be, oh, she's so nice. She's so nice. And then when y'all keep doing stuff to me and I finally let y'all see then I snap. the 2008 me, y'all <laughs> so confused. Mm -hmm. But when I was trying to show y'all that this is who I am, y'all didn't like that. But some yeah. people, they only know confusion and confliction and arguing and yeah. that's where that... A lot of people... Go to therapy, everybody. Go to <laughs> therapy. <laughs> thank God for growth. Yeah, That's what I will say. Like, thank God for growth because... I've had so many situations, and it, I feel like I be being tested at this point. Like, come on now, like if you if you meet me, you know that I'm like you don't look at me like oh, I'm just a confrontational person. So if somebody is just picky with me and like they got jealous. a problem with me, it's they something jealous. wrong with you. Mm -hmm. So I be thinking it's a test, like because I'm the person who I am now. I was not this person my whole life. The Lord definitely tested me with my so, supervisor right now. She is definitely my Judas, and I'm just trying to understand. I'm just trying to. <laughs> Let her be Judas because Judas had to fill out his purpose for Jesus to I be dealt Jesus. I with supervisors. Listen, mm -mm. that's why I quit Christ. So I couldn't take it no more. Yeah. Like you're not about to talk to me any kind of way. Like, okay. No, I couldn't do it. So you got to know your triggers and you got to be able to have a hold on them. And that's, and that's the thing. That you can talk to me how you want to, but I'm gonna talk yeah. to you the same way back. <laughs> I just won't say nothing at all. I be trying, I'm like, I just know that. No, it's sometimes you so do have to let up. people know, though. You do, and I will. Know. I definitely will. But I'll say it in such a a chill manner. It just make you feel so stupid for even bothering me to begin mm -hmm. with. Like, say God don't play much. Mm -mm. And I don't need that. So <laughs> I be the same way. But this was great. Yes, this was definitely great. Thank I'm proud you. of you. I'm, I'm so proud of you. Proud of you. I'm, I'm thankful proud of you. that. Um, it was a seed that rather I planted or whoever along your journey planted within you to make you finally feel comfortable with. You don't even know that you just like, that's breaking a generational curse. You mm -hmm. know, because there's a lot of things that families don't talk about. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Definitely in my family. Like, it's a lot of things I still haven't talked about that I know one day I'll probably put out in a book. You yes. Know? Um, that's what I'm working on. <laughs> but um, it's not easy. It's not always easy to talk about those hard things, you know, and... Um, when you can laugh about it and still have a, you know, a comfortable conversation, mm -hmm. it's like you speaking on it from a place of healing that part. and not brokenness, you know? Because if like, you can talk about something and not cry about it, that's how you know you heal. Yeah, you might check up a little bit, yeah. but it's like, you're, it's freeing, you know, it's freedom attached I to think that. the tears come from joy of that. I'm yeah. finally over this. Like, I yeah. finally got over this hump. Now I can really live my life. Like, I'm yeah. standing up straight. Like, I'm ready to tackle the world. Like, yeah. this is only the beginning. Like, this Absolutely. right here is about to open oh, up it. multiple it. doors. It will. Because what we what you went through, it wasn't for you. Mm -hmm. It was for the people who you're supposed to impact. And that life. sucks when... It doesn't suck, but Jesus... <laughs> Jesus I got questions when I, when I get... I'll be like, now, what would you... Now, you knew. No, but yeah, Jesus, to Jesus told God, like, look... I'm tired. And when you tell God yes, you just got to go with your yes. And my life is assigned to someone else 
Unfortunately, like, I can't pain, be selfish. But... Why let the pain be in vain? You know, I think about that all the, all the time. That's like pain, one. like purpose is the only thing that make the pain make sense. I could go through all my life like, dang, why did this happen to me? Why did I have to go through this? But when I'm in in front of them kids. And I'm happy to. You be so happy. happy to talk to them. You love them so it much. It all makes sense to mm-hmm. me. Like I had to go through this because mm-hmm. I, I, I'll never forget my first day going to. I went to the, back to the foster care home that was my foster care agency that I was adopted through. Wow. That's the first company that ever gave me a contract for extra push. And I remember my first day there mentoring. I was just volunteering at first. I did. I wasn't you know doing anything with my nonprofit. Mm-hmm. And um. I remember I was inside of one of the classrooms and one of the little boys, like he like left out. They was say it was called like AWOL or something like that. He would like leave off the um not like not off the premises, but he would leave out of the building and be like just having a tantrum, just <laughs> going crazy. He throwing chairs, like all kind of stuff, right? So I'm just sitting back observing, like, dang, like they ain't here tripping. But um the other workers who was working there, you know, they got like degrees and stuff. This is what they do for a living or whatever. And they like, Oh, well, we can't do nothing with him. Like, when he get in the modes, he just, he flips out. And I'm like, well, let me go talk to him. Mm-hmm. You know, and they like, well, I don't know. You're not certified to do that. You're just a volunteer. And I'm like, but just let me see, you know. So i never forget. This is how I knew. This was my confirmation that this is what God sent me to do. Um, I went out. I walked out there. i never forget. He was up in a tree at this point. He had, like, climbed a tree, girl. <laughs> so I'm at the bottom of the tree. And I can't say his name, but his name is so cute. I love him so much. Mm-hmm. I'm like, come down from that tree. He looking at me. He like... He just screaming, just throwing a tantrum. I'm like, come come down. So he comes. I'm like, take a walk with me. We don't got to go back in there. I'm not going to make you go in there. Let's take a walk. So we walking. So um, the place is Methodist Children's Home. That was my the adoption agency I was adopted through. So mm-hmm. we walk in the grounds. And like one of the cottages, I remember that um, when my mom was like fighting for custody of us, they would make us go there to have visitations with her. So we walk in, we pass the cottage. So I'm like, you see that cottage over there? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, well, when I was your age, I used to have to be over there. My mom would come see me here. Mm-hmm. He looked at me. He was like, really, Miss Kelsey? I'm like, yeah. I was like, I used to be here just like you. And he just like, it was almost like his whole, everything just changed. Mm-hmm. And he was just calm. Mm-hmm. And I told him, I, you know, I didn't tell him everything, but I told him a little bit of my story. Like, yeah, I was adopted when I was young. And I'm like, you want to be adopted too, right? He's like... Yeah, he kind of started telling me a little bit about his situation. Eight years mm-hmm. old. And everybody just thought he was just so just but bad just and just, just but he just needed somebody to understand. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure they've had conversations with him. I'm sure they've tried to talk to him, but mm-hmm. they couldn't connect with him the way that I did because they hadn't really understood his situation. But mm-hmm. I had been there before. So that was, was definitely like, a full circle moment. It for was you. a full circle <laughs> moment because I'm like, okay, I went through this, not for me, but for him mm-hmm. and for all the other kids that I'm going to have to. And then he ended up talk getting adopted. To. He ended up getting adopted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before my um, program was even over. Like, that was a year that I took them to, um, I had like raised all this money to take them to Cedar Point. They mm-hmm. wouldn't let me take them to Cedar Point because they was like, oh, you know, um, and they Michigan foster children, so you can't take them outside the state. So we went to Michigan Adventures. Yeah. But it was amazing. It was yeah. so beautiful. And like, it'd be times like that that it make me just think like, okay, everything that I went through, so what? If I can be impactful and I can make a difference in one of these kids' life who I know that their situation is way worse than what mine mm-hmm. was, it's cool. I'm game. Thanks, God. Like, I was strong enough. You knew that I would be able to get through this and I would be able to heal through this and be impactful to somebody else. So 
Imagine if Martin Luther King just got up and was like, you know what, God, I'm tired. I don't even want, I don't even want to do the speech today. I be feeling like that all the I don't time, even, though. What if Rosa just was like, dang, God, and I'm I should have sure just they did, sat though. down. I'm sure they did. And it's okay to get tired. And that's something that mm-hmm. I want everybody to know. Like, definitely when you're a healer and you're purposeful and you out here just walking in your purpose and you didn't gave God that yes, he don't expect you to just be up every day like, yes, I'm about right. to go inspire somebody right. today. Like, no, it don't work like that. I get tired. <laughs> when I moved to Houston, I was tired. I said, mm-hmm. I don't want to do extra push no more. Yeah. I don't want to mentor another child. I don't want to <laughs> speak at another event. Yeah. I'm tired. I'm all poured out. Mm-hmm. I was tired. But my life, like in two years, I mean, I still have my one-on-one, you know, relationships with my mentees, the ones that I'm able to talk to outside mm-hmm. of like the foster homes and stuff like that. But... I haven't even really 100% felt fulfilled. You know, I have peace. I'm happy, but I just know that there's something missing because I'm not in front of these kids. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So so are you going to take extra push to Texas? Mm-hmm. It's a lot that I'm trying to do okay. right now. You so know, it's, it's in the works. It's, it's in, in the works. Um, it's definitely in the works, but mm-hmm. it's okay to get tired. It is. You know, but you can't really dwell in that, that. tiredness. Um, I always say whenever you're feeling uninspired, I'll fast, you know, or... Whatever, I go before God because I know that that's, that's who gave me my purpose. So that's who is going to refuel me when I'm feeling all poured out and I'm feeling drained. But um, never lose sight of the purpose, Yeah. regardless of how you feel. It's faith over feelings, period. Emotions cannot dwell when you got purpose. So we're going to wrap this up. You want to end our uh, <laughs> your podcast in prayer? Yes, we should. You did amazing. Thank you. <laughs> no, you did amazing. Thank you for coming. I think you should lead us off. <laughs> we did. We've been drinking wine. See, this is what I be telling people. Be like, listen, it don't matter where I'm at. We about to pray. That's okay. <laughs> Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for this amazing woman that you have put in front of me. I thank you for letting us cross paths. Um, I thank you for just um, our purpose and um, being who you have been in our life and showing us who we are through you. Um, I thank you for um, every opportunity, every open door. I thank you for healing. I thank you for um, giving Paris the heart um, and the strength to be able to fight every battle that has come up in her life, her situation with her mama. I thank you for giving her the strength to be able to um, forgive. And I just ask that you just show her what her purpose is, clear as day, and show her that everything that she experienced in that situation, it was not for her, but for the people whose lives are attached to her. And I just ask that you just show her and you strengthen her and you give her every tool that she needs. You give her every um, piece of support, um, every connection, even the people that come into her life from this day forward. I ask that it's divine and it's in divine order. I ask that everything that she needs to be who she needs to be in you so that she can be impactful, that you will give it to her, Lord. That you will take away all nerves. You will take away all fear so that she can show up in this world the way that she needs, that you need her to. Lord, I just ask you to continue to just keep us safe. Keep our family safe. Continue to just pour into us everything that we've poured out into our friends, to everyone else, and that you would just continue to remove um, any negative thing that is in our life, um, whether it be relationship, whether it be friendship, whether it be a job or anything that is standing in the way of us operating at our highest and fullest potential. Lord, I ask you to just take it away and replace it with better, replace it with, with everything that we need. And Lord, I just will continue to just thank you yes, and Lord. honor you and praise you in your son Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen. Let's go. This was great, girl. I'm so proud of you. Oh, thank so you. Did I enjoy it? <laughs> so, um, 
Yeah, this was great. Yeah, this was great. Thank um, you. I thank you for everybody who's tuned in, who is yes. listening. This season has just took so much more out of me. Can than we that clap for Kelsey? <laughs> Can we clap for you? Because you definitely myself. need your flowers. Thank, thank you. you. I appreciate. Thank it. I thank you for coming on. Um. I want you to shout out your business page where they yes. can follow you on social media again yes. because this boutique, I know okay, you're taking listen. it even further. So go ahead, <laughs> shout it out. Paris Royal Closet. Once again, that's Paris Royal Closet. <laughs> no underscores, no dots, just Paris Royal Closet on Instagram. So what's coming new? You got a, a new collection getting ready to come out? Honey, listen, I'm trying to see if I want second skin, if I'm trying to bring out church heads. It's going to be a little... <laughs> <laughs> I gotta be multi. I gotta be multiple, multi-purposeful for yeah. all my ladies, for my ladies that love church because I love God, and you know I do understand the girls that's still in the world because yeah. I have to bring them out of the world. So yeah. that's why um, I'm able to balance like you know the world and. Mm-hmm. The church, but I don't want to get too into the world because sometimes the world might drag you. you. But when you got your, when you know who you are and whose you are, the world can't pull you back. So real quick, I always ask my guests. I need you to drop a gem real quick. If you would like, so let me ask you a question because it might be a little harder to just like drop Mm -hmm. something off the dome. Mm -hmm. Um, if, If there's a girl right now that's listening and she's experienced, you know, abandonment. Or she's experienced um, insecurity or anything, whether it be from her childhood or something she's feeling right now. Like, what would you say to her? Um, I would I would tell her, the people that's around you, how do they make you feel? Do you feel like they're pushing you, or do you feel like they're pulling you? Are they pushing you to go up, or are they pulling you to come down? Because some people want you at their level; they don't want you to surpass them. And some people just know that, like. One of my friends accept that, like, I'm the person that I am. And she's okay with that. She knows that I like lavish things. She knows that <laughs> I like the... Don- she knows that 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 that's me. And yeah. she's comfortable with that. Like, I don't make her feel small that I like nice big things. Yeah. So understanding the yin to your yang, yeah. your balance, like, your friends will balance you out. You will be even. And and sometimes you may have a higher moment and a lower moment, but your friends will never make you feel like low, low, low to the earth where yeah. you just be like, why are we hanging with each other? Like, if you don't know why you hanging with this person, let them go. Like, really, I literally make a list. Like, what have you done within this time frame and what have you done within this time frame? If this list is more and this list is left, I got to let you go. That's so. good. That's good. We got to be have equally yelled friendship. That part. You know, iron sharpest iron, like you said. So I thank you again for thank coming you. on. This was amazing. Amazing. Thank you, girl. Um, and I thank you to all my <laughs> listeners, as always. Like, if you have any feedback for me, if there's any topics that you would like me to speak on, I'm always open to talk about it. So um, thanks again for tuning in. And until next time, stay blessed. Kick off your shoes and relax your feet.